Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by the Kenneth Sahort, my Dwight Gale. It's Justin Peach. Good afternoon. How the hell are you doing? I'm not bad. Very achy from the uh, pre-season game this morning, football-wise. Oh, but How did you get on? 1-5-1. 6-1, actually. 6-1? Yeah. Did you score? Um, no, I'm a centre-half. I don't get that far forward. I get a nosebleed if I do, so... Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, before we start this episode, just a bit of admin first. We're doing a transfer special on Tuesday. That's exciting, isn't it? Too, too exciting, yeah. There's so much business that's been done that we feel it's worthy of it having its own episode. So don't expect too much transfer chat in this episode, even though it might be a bit unavoidable at times. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, we'll just be looking back at this weekend's action. Uh, also, someone asked us on Twitter what our plans are for this season when we have midweek games. So the plan basically is uh, we'll keep doing episodes every Sunday, but when there's a midweek game, we'll do a special episode on the Thursday uh, we might have a weekly midweek episode at some point but that depends how much demand there is I, I suppose uh, let's crack on then Justin straight into it Charlton 3 Stoke 1 Lyle Taylor Chuck Zaniki and Connor Gallagher got the goals if you'd have said to me that Charlton would be one of only two teams who won their first two games I'd have slapped you really hard around the face I think I'd have slapped myself to be honest with you because <laughs> Looking at the squads five, six weeks ago, Stoke was, you know, they'd pretty much done all their business, give or take a couple of couple of players, and Charlton barely had a squad. So for Charlton to have a 100% record so far is, is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and against two teams that were being tipped as dark horses Absolutely. for promotion Absolutely. this season. Uh, yeah, as you say, they it's a far cry from the start of pre-season yeah. when they only had 13 or so players. Uh, but, I mean, here we are, and... A fantastic result, isn't it? Yeah, you know, getting well three goals against uh, you know a Stoke side which is in the past has been renowned for being good defensively, and it, you know it's I wouldn't say it's a, it's, it's a miracle, but it's it's such a good result so early on for Charlton, and I think results like this is only going to stand them in good stead for throughout the throughout the season. Yeah, and Lyle Taylor scored again. <sighs> My boy Lyle, yeah, boy. Uh, he was being linked with a move away, but he has stayed yep. and he has come to the championship and hit the ground running, hasn't he? Definitely. I think Lee Bowie said he turned down about eight bids um, in the end for Lyle Taylor, which, you know, I think keeping Lyle Taylor is going to be a, a huge step uh, for Charlton to stay uh, for staying in the league. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I saw it coming. Lyle Taylor's going to be a great player at this level. Yeah, I was. I wasn't so sure. Just because he hadn't played at this level before, and he is um, at what, 30 I now? think he's twenty nine. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Conor Gallagher as well. He mm-hmm. has come in on loan from Chelsea, yeah. and he looks a really exciting player. Absolutely, he? he's had some rave reviews um, already from Charlton fans, and a lot of the data guys, you know, are big fans as well. But he's not Mason Mount, so no one's gonna no one's gonna talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it, it was a good result for Charlton. Um, one negative, I, I don't want to, you know, turn up to Charlton's party and shit on the floor. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they they were a bit lucky in this game. They um, they scored from their three shots on target. Um, even though they they scored, they really struggled to create any chances for the first yeah. three quarters of the game. But. Uh, we obviously didn't expect too much from Charlton this season, but they have made some good signings. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think um, 
we'll talk about the signings on Tuesday, yeah. but they're very good signings, aren't they? The, the squad's completely different um, to how it was. To get someone in like Bram Kyle from Brighton, who yeah. who's he's won promotion before from the league, and he was he was ridiculously good in that Brighton midfield um, when they went up, and you know still fairly handy in the Premier League. Um, so to get a player like him in, you know, hopefully he's still got it because I know he's at the the wrong end of his career. You know, he's he's um, he's hit thirty, so but. You know, someone with his experience in this league's such a good signing for Charlton. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Lee Bowyer continuing to perform miracles at Miracle the Man. Valley. Miracle Man Lee Bowyer. Uh, let's talk about the negative side then. Stoke. Mm. It's another game without a win for Nathan Jones, and it's hard to criticise him too much because it's only the second game of the season. But it's two losses yeah. against two teams now who I believe will be in the bottom six this season. Absolutely. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not long before those losses start mounting up. Well, you know, if they keep going the way they are, not taking the chances, conceding sloppy goals, then it's going to be another poor season for Stoke by their standards. You know, if they're aiming to 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 be want to be promoted, you've got to get off to a fairly good start. Um, and if you're not if you're not winning games by scoring goals. Um, then you've still got to look fairly solid at the back and Stoke just haven't given any confidence yeah. defensively. So, Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is, it is only two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were just saying last week that, you know, the table looked a bit different mm-hmm. uh, after five games last season to yeah, how it actually yeah, ended up. Yeah, Norwich in particular, yeah. the standout one who we keep going on about. So it could all turn around, but it's, you know, Nathan Jones is dividing opinion mm-hmm. a bit amongst the Stoke fan base. They were a bit unlucky in this game. Uh, Lee Gregory and Scott Hogan both hit the woodwork and um, they created so many chances, but it is ultimately a results business, isn't it? Well, no, you, you, you're right. Um, the longer they don't take the chances, the harder it's going to get for Stoke. Um, unlike Charlton, who did take their chances, you know, to score, have three shots on target and score all three goals. Um, whereas Stoke, I think Lee Gregory missed a few sitters. Um Obviously, you said Hogan hit the bar. It's it's got to be it's got to be a quick turnaround. Um, if they if they're creating the chances, because that was a problem for Stoke last season, is they weren't creating anything. Yeah. Um, so if they are creating the chances, it is a step forward away in a way. But as you know, as you say, results business. They got to start scoring goals, winning games. Yeah, and they've got some tricky games coming up. Yeah. They've got Derby, Preston, and Leeds in the next three. Wow. Can you see them? How many points do you see them getting from them? Is it Preston away? Uh, I think so. Oh. Not 100% sure, but it, I think it is. Um, the Leeds game's going to be tough. The Derby game's going to be tough. Um, and Preston, Preston away is going to be really tough. Mm. So the, I think they'd be lucky to get out with uh, winning any of these three games <sighs> at their current state. You know, If they play like they have been, then no chance. Yeah, and it is three wins in 23 now, is it, for Nathan Jones? So, uh, Butland made another mistake, and some fans are actually saying he should be dropped. Would you... Um, I mean, you're a big fan of Adam Davies. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say. <laughs> and uh, the, I presume Adam Davies was brought in because they're expecting Butland to go, but they yeah. have kept Butland, mm-hmm. and he's had a bit of a mare so far this season. So would you think about dropping him if you were Nathan Jones? Um Yes and no. You don't really want to shake it up too much so early on in the season. You know, sometimes you just got to stay, stay true to you know what you think is your first eleven, and then obviously things do start to progress. Obviously, we saw, I think Preston rotated their keepers about three or four times last season. Derby did the same. Obviously, Carson was a stalwart, and then Bruce came in. Um, Villa um, going up, they had, well, they had like four or five keepers. Mm. Um, uh, so you know, I think the best thing for them is to stick with Butland, and you know, just try and ride out this really sticky patch. At, on a spin side, could you say, drop Butland now, get Davies in place, and just let him have ten games or so? I, rotating goalkeepers is a bit of a bugbear for me. I just, I don't think it. I think I don't think it's the best solution for any team, especially if one is looking so defensively poor. You want to keep it fairly consistent. So if you're changing fullbacks, centre halves, and goalkeeper, it's just it's not going to help anybody. So I think you know stick, stick with Butland and just 
try and ride it out. Yeah, and we are talking about you know an England international well, yeah. as well. So uh, I, I do like to say at least one positive thing about each team. And Tom Ince scored his first goal of 2019. A surprise. He can be a really good player at this level, can't he? He'll be one of the best, mm. definitely. Um, I think one quality. negative about him through his career is that he's only really played well when the whole team's centre centred around him, isn't it? Yeah, and it, I think that's not quite how it's going to be at Stoke. No, but he is obviously the creative force in that sort of forward line. Yeah. So uh, to get the best out of him, as you say, you've got, you've got to give it give him everything pretty much yeah and I think he probably will play best at the tip of the diamonds Mm because that's how Nathan Jones seems to want to set up this season let's talk on the next game which is Sheffield Wednesday 2 Barnsley 0 Jacob Murphy and Stephen Fletcher got the goals uh, Damien on Twitter says Wednesday looks sublime mm-hmm. we created so many chances and it could have been seven I actually asked Damien if he thinks Lee Bullen should get the job and he said absolutely he could be our Chris Wilder oh Chris Wilder how about that wow. for praise but yeah that's that's big praise um, Lee Bullen's been there a long time and he's had the caretaker job a couple of times I think he's I think he's only lost two in like nine games he's been caretaker manager so best caretaker ever yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, um, and a hundred percent record to start the season after such a disruptive Steve Bruce and Dow mm. uh, pre-season. Um, it's such it's such a good start, and I don't think we're. I'm not particularly surprised by their start because we know they've got quality in the squad. It's just about getting the managers to get it out of them. So yeah, great, great start. Yeah, Charlton and Sheffield Wednesday, the only two teams who have won both the first two games, which is crazy. There's yeah. usually there's usually loads of teams, isn't there? Yeah. I don't say loads of teams, I'm talking about, you know, four or five. Yeah, they've won two games on the tries. So. Yeah. And we've got two teams who I imagine a lot of people wouldn't have expected. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to disagree though that Lee Bullen um should should get the job. Uh, there was one Wednesday fan on Twitter who said they should wait until ten games in, but I feel like that's a bit harsh really. That's a... In, into the realm of permanent caretaker manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and we, as you say, we have said Wednesday, just need the right man in charge mm-hmm. and they can get in the playoffs this season. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. They're, they're built, they've got a good defence, they've got a, a good creative uh, midfield that's had pays added to it in pre-season. Yeah. And they've got strikers who can score goals, so... They're, they're a unit, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't I don't see any reason why they, they can't finish in the top six other than having an unsettled um, backroom team. Because, mm. as you say, the squad's got it. The squad's got the potential. It's just about getting it out of them. Yeah. Let's look at the game then, because, as you mentioned, the squad is looking very tasty at the mm-hmm. moment. And I've got to say, Jacob Murphy and Kadeem Harris on the wings. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? That is a very nice setup. Lovely. Really big fan of that. And we've said Murphy can end up being a top player at this level. He scored, obviously, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not really been consistent enough for me in his career, but he can turn out to be something brilliant. Yeah, perhaps the Newcastle move wasn't the right move for him because obviously Newcastle is such a unsettling place fan base wise. There's not many players who <laughs> Newcastle is the right move for. No, them. exactly. You know, sometimes it can eat you up mainly because of how, as I say, unsettling it is. Just the expectations are massive. Yeah, aren't they? weirdly. Um, <laughs> so you know, I think getting the best out of him, uh, it'll be good to. Um, Obviously, bit a club for the whole season. Chef Wednesday being that club, um, obviously we know it's a great signing, and we know that he can do it at this level because he's done it for Norwich, which got him his, his move to Newcastle. So, as I say, you just need to get it out of him. It was a bit inconsistent last last season with West Brom, but then again, they were chopping and changing quite a lot with the wide players. So, consistent running games, he'll be a quality player. Yeah, and Kadeem Harris, you are a big fan of. Oh, I love it. If if you had to make a team of uh, the players you love. I'd love to see who's in there, but I think Kadeem Harris and Adam Davies would be the first names on the Kadeem team. Kadeem Harris, Adam think. Davis, and Ethan Pennock. <laughs> I saw one Wednesday fan saying that uh, Kadeem Harris, he'll be their player of the season this year. Uh, it might be a bit early to say that, but he's yeah. been exciting so far, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a creative player. He's quick, uh, he's direct. He, you know, he can get to the byline, put crosses in, and he can score goals. He's, he's, he's one of the... You know, he's, he's, I wouldn't say he's a perfect wide player, but he's, he's a complete wide player. Mm. He's struggled with injuries and don't think Warnock really fancied him. 
um, which is a shame. But obviously he's he's playing for a big club at Chef Wednesday. Um, I don't see any reason. Again, I don't see any reason why he can't get a player of the season. He's a good player. Yeah, uh, let's talk Barnsley then. Even though they lost, it was a decent performance from Barnsley, and uh, they had more possession than Wednesday and created some mm-hmm. good chances. Just didn't go their way. No, that, that's that's the thing you find with clubs that come up from League One. They have they'll have a couple of good results, especially a young team like Barnsley. They can be quite naive at times, I guess. Um, just to look, just looking at the Steve Fletcher goal, he sold sold the centre off with a dummy and put it right into the corner. It was, lovely, it was a lovely goal, but you know he's had a lot of, he's had a lot of time. I wouldn't say a lot of time to get the space, but there's no one in front of him closing him down and the defender's too far away from him. So, Would you say good feet for a big man? I'm not going into cliches. <laughs> I'm not throwing cliches around. Um, but yeah, you know, they'll have results like that where they play well um, and don't win. And then the other, it'll, it'll happen the other way around as well, so... Yeah, Craig on Twitter says uh, Barnsley play an attractive style, but when that's not working, they lack a plan B. And they looked a bit lost and confused against Wednesday. However, he does say uh, there's no need to panic just yet. Mm. The new squad just needs time. And he's right, really, isn't he? Yeah, just going on to the plan B thing. Plan A worked so well last season. You know, having a plan B... Worked well last week as well. Yeah, exactly. So having a plan B wasn't necessarily probably in, in the forefront of their minds, but... It will take him a few, I would say, a few months to grow into the division to get that plan B sort of in development, I guess. Because I know they've lost Kiefer Moore, so there's that outlet that's missing. But they've got the quality in the squad and the depth of quality as well. In you know, just gotta just gotta keep doing what they're doing because they did it so well last season. I don't see why they can't do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on then. Leeds one, Forest one. Pablo Hernandez mm-hmm. and Lewis Graben with the goals. Forest are a bit of a bogey side for Leeds, you know. Mm. They've only won two of their last 13 league games against them. Uh, the story of this game was that Forest sat back for a lot of it <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Leeds really struggled to break Forest down <clears> in the first half. They played a lot better in the second, um, but could we see more teams sit back against Leeds this season after seeing how well Forrest did against them yesterday. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, yeah, definitely. Actually, let me let me re- rephrase how how effective it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've said it um, in an earlier episode. There, there are two ways of playing against Leeds. You press them, press them as much as they press you, which is difficult to match, um, or you or you sit back and, and grind it out. And Forrest did exactly that. Um, it, it it worked for them. I think it helped having such an experienced sort of team. So you got players like Jack Robertson, Dawson, Lewis Graben, uh, Ben Watson all in there. I know you were quite surprised to see Ben Watson in the starting lineup. But yeah, and I tell you what, words. I tell you what, yeah, I think he actually played really well. Yeah, yesterday. yeah, he did. yeah. It was, it was quality. He was marshalling the midfield, and mm. um, I think in in that kind of game where against against West Brom mm-hmm. when Forrester at home. And, you know, they should be taking the game to West Brom. Yeah. He wasn't the right man. They needed someone who can play the ball and he's just, you know, they're shit shithousing it. Yeah. But away from home, he's perfect. No, absolutely. Um, he's, an ex- he's an experienced player, um, as is Dawson. Um, but Leeds, if, if Leeds took their chances, this game could have gone a completely different way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this result has raised a couple of question marks for me about Leeds, mm-hmm. as it would do, because otherwise they'd win every game. Uh, <laughs> but they they largely centre around Patrick Bamford. They have obviously lost Roof, but they brought in Eddie Nketiah, mm-hmm. and he needs to hit the ground running, don't he, when he gets into the team? It's a, yeah, it's a big responsibility for a young player. Yeah. Um, he's got he's obviously got potential. He's one I know from Football Manager quite well. He's very highly rated as well. It is, yeah. Um, as are most youngsters that come from Arsenal. Um, I say it's very, it's probably very rare that they they perform so poorly, uh, just because of how well they coach. But you know, he's got to he's he's got to fit into that Leeds style of play quite quickly, and he's got to be he's got to have a, a ruthless streak. Uh, sorry, a ruthless side to his game in terms of taking his chances because you, you just don't get that many, as we saw yesterday in the game. Uh, you just don't get that many chances in the championship. If you don't take them, you're, not, you're going to struggle to get a result. Yeah, I mean, Leeds do create more chances than your average championship yeah, yeah, team, yeah. don't they? And 
in fact, that was one thing that really cost them last season because they did miss quite a few chances, even though yeah. they scored so many goals. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk Forest then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam on Twitter says Forest shithouse their way to a point. <laughs> he says Leeds are probably the best side in the division, and to take a point is a good result no matter yeah. how they went about it. So after you know Forest went to Ellen Road and got a point, uh, the main concern for you is Lewis Graben's beard. Uh, it's just not very nice. <laughs> it looks weird. It's like it's like when you're balding and you've got okay. that little patch of hair and it's getting a bit long. You just got to shave it, haven't you? Like Steve McLaren with the little island, he's a little it, tuft. He, yeah, but that's his trademark. Whereas Lewis Graben might be trying for a trademark, but it's just not pulling off. Maybe if he plaits it or braids it, it looks slightly different, or maybe a bit cooler, okay. a bit hipster. But what he's got now just isn't working for him. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, Lewis takes this in mind. Um, Aaron Murich looked a bit shaky in goal again. Uh, at every corner, it looked like he was shitting himself. <laughs> I uh, I read Peter Crouch's um, biography, and he made a pretty good point that European goalkeepers don't come out for crosses, and if they do, they just punch it. Yeah. They're, they're not. I think it's. I think it's a British mentality to expect a goalkeeper to come out and just claim everything. But it does help. It does. Obviously, it does help, but. You know, your centre halves have got to do a job as well, and um, the more the more games Murich has, he's 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 going to get more used to it. You look at world class goalkeepers like David De Gea, who struggled at first. You know, it just it just takes time to to get used to it, um, and he's not had much game time himself. I think he had one game out on loan, and then he got recalled. Yeah, he played him um, in the Carabao Cup for Man City. Last season, but <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I think he'll come good. He um, made an interesting decision for. I uh, did you see the Bamford chance, yes, where the ball got he played over the out. top, and he's he's just there in Bamford's face, like, What are you doing? But it's like when you hold down a triangle on FIFA, isn't yeah, it? you're like, Oh crap, what have I done? Oh, no, <laughs> uh, Nelson Tomato looked good in patches. I, I'm a big fan of Tomato, he's 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 he just looks a a perfect midfielder um, for Forest. You know, he, he runs, he wins the ball back. Um, he's athletic. He just needs, he just needs to improve on his final ball and his final decision making. And he can be a really good player at this level. It's a shame that he's the one that's on loan and not the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were question marks about Forest's defence, but it's hard to say that after they defended quite well yesterday. Yeah. Um, but they have got their new signings to come in. Uh, Carl Jenkinson. Sorry. Um, a busload of them. A busload, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Which ones? <laughs> well, Carl Jenkins is the one who springs yeah. to mind. Um, but yeah, it, it should make them a bit more of a convincing side. And even though they haven't won yet uh, this season, it has been two tough games to start off with for yeah, Forest. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, just, I, I, I want to see more from Forest going forward. I, the two games I've watched them, I've not seen the fullbacks get high up the pitch to support the attacks too often. So Lewis Graben isn't getting much of a service. I think when Carv... Is it Carvalho? I think once he's fit and he can link up with Graben, they'll they'll become a much different. Um, I say a more dynamic side going forward. Um, they just they've looked a little bit flat. Um, probably expected yesterday against Leeds, but you know I want I want to see more from Forest. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think they'll be challenging for the playoffs this season. To be honest, because I mean, they, they're when their defense is sorted, they have got one decent team. Yeah, again, my only worry is they've got too many players. How 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 are you going to know your your best team if you've got well over thirty five senior pros? And yeah, they have got a squad big enough to populate a small village, haven't they? Probably you, the village we're in now. Do you think? Do you think um, some of their players at the training ground get changed outside just because uh, the changing rooms aren't big enough? I literally had that experience this morning at football. There was, too, there was too many of us, so we had to. Get, a couple of us had to get it changed outside. So it, yeah, unless, it wouldn't surprise me unless that changing rooms are absolutely massive. Yeah. They must have to take it in turns too. Do you, nah, boys, just get changed before you come down, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> anyway, uh, Fulham two, Blackburn. Neil, Tom Kearney and Alexander Mitrovic with their first goals of the season and Fulham dominated this game. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, it's their first win and a decent win to get off the ball, isn't it? Yeah, you'd have probably thought if Fulham had started at home last week, they'd have probably easily got a win. You know, it's always nice playing in front of your home fans and Craven Cottage would, would be a fortress this season for Fulham. Um, I'm surprised at Fulham winning yesterday, not really. The Blackburn defence was never going to be able to cope with the Fulham attack. So, 
Yeah, we'll talk about the Blackburn defence in a sec because uh, we made plenty of it last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Kearney's goal was interesting. It was a beautiful goal, yeah. it's got to be said. But the Blackburn defence did not close down whatsoever. Yeah. They took so long to close down. It was like Tom Kearney had a free kick. Just just shoot, lad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go on then. It's not like you're known for scoring from Boy, 25 yards. It's his second goal of the year, so... Is it? Well, I suppose he was playing... He wasn't really playing in the Premier League, was he? No, he was in and out, and they're obviously playing a bit deeper as well. But second goal of the year, they obviously just allowed him to take a free free shot. Yeah, I'm sure his ability from scoring from 25 25 yards is decreased when he's been out the team. It's not like Blackburn don't know about him either. He's, he was he's a there. very well-known player. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, Harry Arter made his debut mm-hmm. and made them look like a much more solid team. Yeah, just just looking at him, he, he's a, he's a player that I, I wouldn't. Oh, he probably yeah, typifies the, the term ball-winning midfielder, doesn't he? he? You know, he gets about, he wins the ball, gets bookings. Yeah, he's he's probably an ideal solution for that um, Fulham midfield, and he was one of the standout performers for Cardiff last season. So. Yeah, it's it's um, a missing link filled for mm. for Fulham. Just got to, you know, maybe lack a bit of depth in that 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 midfield area. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as I say, missing link sort of. And he's a uh, Scott Parker's brother-in-law. Favoritism. Well, I mean, if he annoys Scott Parker's sister, is that how it works? Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, then <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> we have, might have McDonald back in the team. Right. Football, football comes first, though, doesn't it? Football well, family. We'll have to see. We all know the uh, the list. Yeah, let's talk Blackburn then, because I mean, I mean, we can't dig into Blackburn too much because no. this is Fulham at home. This is the Fulham team everyone was expecting uh, to challenge for automatic promotion yeah. this season. Uh, S8 Rover on Twitter says Blackburn were much better than last week, and the goals will come for us. And as I say, can't be too disheartening, even though uh, there were no shots on target. They've only had one shot on target in the two games so yeah, far this season. Obviously not creating enough or being clinical enough no. in the right areas. Um, obviously, Fulham, uh, Blackburn played, if they played better uh, yesterday, fair enough. But they haven't strengthened the defence. They've only signed Greg Cunningham on loan. It's not... It's not the ideal position to be in, you know. They let Mulgrew go, then our centre half short. They did. They did play in Tosin. Actually, they had two new centre backs mm-hmm. play yesterday. Uh, Tosin Ada Rabio. I can't remember. I don't Which know how you pronounce his Tosin. name. Tosin. Uh, he uh, made his debut yesterday, and I mean, he he was a good player for West Brom last season when he played. He was useful. Yeah, yeah. So he, he could turn out to be alright. I mean, when Lenahan's back in the team. Might look like a much more solid team because mm-hmm. of defence of Cunningham, Lenihan, and Tosin. It's not bad, that is it. I mean, Blackburn fans have complained enough about Bennett at right back, but we'll <laughs> leave that for now. Uh, is there a bit of pressure on Tony Mowbray? Do you think because it's four wins in nineteen now, mm-hmm. and well, the the expectations against Fulham, as we say, they can't be too high. No. They, they didn't. They didn't put up much of a fight in terms of going forwards did mm. they? I think that's what it comes down to is you know how well you you can keep a, a team out if you're not expecting to win like you Forest just want did, to challenge them like Forrest did yesterday against Leeds yeah um, yeah they've had a pretty poor 2019 compared to the start of the season last season um, obviously as you say four wins in 19 it's not it's not great form no. um, and obviously Tony Mowbray he's had money to spend and so far you know the investment they've put in hasn't yielded much out of the players that they bought. No, and we've we've said plenty about Sam Gallagher uh, yeah, for five million exactly. pounds. We, we've we've said plenty about it. So I I would put Mowbray in that category of being under pressure. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, they do in the next couple of games. Mm-hmm. But as as we say, we, we we can write this up one off for now because it is Fulham away. So. We'll have to see. Let's move on to the Nigel Adkins derby. It's Hall 2, Reading 1. It's a great show. Jared Bowen and Jackson Irvine uh, with the goals. It was a fairly even game, this, even though Hall came out with the three points. Yeah, tight game. couple of, um, I want to say scrappy goal. Well, i say one scrappy goal and a good goal for, for Hull. Probably what you'd expect game-wise from these two teams to be quite scrappy. Um, good result for Hull at home, 
you know, Bowen getting on the score sheet um, and getting a great assist for Irvine. So, mm. you know, he, the ball's rolling for him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I don't know if you agree with me, but at the moment, Reading are the team I'm most concerned about. Uh, two losses so far, and you look at all the other teams mm. who we were tipping to be near the bottom. Yeah. They've all had relatively decent starts, while uh, yeah, Reading have not. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jose Gomez has got to get the. He's got to get going. They've had a lot of new signings, and they've now got to integrate their signings into the squad. You know, there's been there's been a lot um, of late deals done. I just don't understand why clubs don't get it sorted earlier. Because it's you know, you just put yourself under a bit of pressure, um, and obviously Reading, they're in that ballpark really. Um, so yeah, as you said, I do, I do worry about Reading, but if Lucas Shaw scores the goals, he we know he can score. Um, he just seems to be more, a bit more prolific. You know, Reading, well, they'll give themselves half a chance. Yeah, and as you say, well, not talk about transfers too much, obviously, but they have spent a decent amount of money. Yeah. So you've got to kind of expect them to stay up now, especially yeah. when you bring in Puskas and Pele. <sighs> Names and Lucas Shaw. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they they spent a ridiculous amount of money, really, for what their expectations should be. Mm. You know, not to criticise Reading, but they've been on a downward spiral since that playoff final, really. Um, and I thought maybe trying to consolidate the season, bring through some players. No, just sort of rip the rule book up with that one. Yeah, and we were, we were saying they've got two young strikers who mm-hmm. would. Be might be ready for the team now, but yeah. they've brought in Jao and Puskas, so it doesn't look like they're going to look in anytime soon. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reading had a lot of possession last week and had a, the majority of the possession in this game as well, but mm-hmm. they're not making it pay. Uh, the goalkeeper Jao Virginia, which is still a great name, it's a perfect, it's awesome name, an amazing name. Um, he, I had no idea what he was doing for the first goal. I still don't really know what happened. Did he save it, hit the post, come back off him or what? It's, it's gone at his near post. It's yeah. a really narrow angle. Yeah. And I don't know who had the shot, but Grisicki. it's... Was it Grisicki? Yeah. I don't know. And it's hit the inside of the post from a narrow angle at, at Virginia's near post. And then it's just gone straight to Bowen. So <laughs> I don't know what he's done. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's going to play because I think they've brought in a new keeper, but he is just a young lad. So let's not criticise him too much uh, Hull then they weren't convincing but at the end of the day got, got three points yeah, yeah. Uh, Jared Bowen as you say got a goal and an assist he's the only player left in the championship now who scored over 20 goals last season that's it yeah that's a good stat scored with his right foot as well and really when you look at the list of players the, the players on yeah. that list he's probably the one I least expected to stay yeah no um, we fully expected someone to come in for Bowen but it looked very quiet on that front, yeah. um, which is really surprising. I think he'd do well in certain teams that have just gone up and maybe some of the teams that have just come down might have taken a punt on him, but it wasn't to be. No, no. And we've been going crazy about their front three of Eves, Grisicki yeah. and Bowen. It's a tidy front three. And at the moment, if Hall managed to keep hold of that front three for the rest of the season, then yeah. I don't think they'll be in trouble of relegation really. Yeah, and if, if Jackson Irvine does what he does best, which is arrive late into the box and smashing headers, which we know he's pretty good at. And he looks like Tom Eaves. And he looks, so yeah. they can't tell who to mark. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there we go. Fantastic. Uh, Middlesbrough, nil. Brentford, one. Mm-hmm. Ollie Watkins with the goal. Yeah. The best bit about this game was um, when Middlesbrough took a corner mm. and David Raya wasn't in the box because he booted it out. And as he was trying to get back to his goal, Middlesbrough took the corner. Uh, luckily for him, uh, Fletcher punched it in and the goal was disallowed. But it's a good three points for Brentford yep. uh, after being shit out by Birmingham last week. Yeah. The big thing for me, though, is that they've won this game without Ben Rama. And mm-hmm. he's, for me, their best player. Probably, I'd go as far as saying, the best player in the league. Uh, yeah. And um, they're only going to get back only going to get better when he's back fit well when he's back fit and they've got the other two signings into the team playing um, you'd hope that they get better I was so disappointed that they sold Mopen mm. genuinely shifted my expectation with them um, so to get a 1-0 win away at Borough 
Um, it's, it's a good result. Still not entirely convinced. Because um, as you say, it's a, it's a lot of signings to integrate into the team. Um, a lot but of once, signings. Once, once Ben Rama's back fit, I think their forward line looks a lot healthier. Yeah, well, I mean, not with Morpé obviously gone. And they are lacking a bit of a striker now because mm-hmm. the um, French lad whose name has completely left me, he did play up front last yeah. season a bit for Troyes, I think it is, in a, the French league. But he was mainly a right winger. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But we were talking last week about Ollie Watkins playing as the striker. Mm-hmm. Weren't too sure about it, but he's got a goal here. so Striker's goal. Six yeah. card box tap in where yeah. you want where you want to be. It'll be interesting to see if that's where he plays for the rest of the season we'll now. See. So yeah. at Middlesbrough, they're a bit unlucky. Mm-hmm. They had two goals disallowed, and were maybe even the better team in this game. Uh, these things, though, I feel like will sort themselves out as the season goes on. So You'd have thought. I wouldn't be too worried just yet if I was a Borough fan. No, it's, I, they they looked quite good yesterday, and Christ, they looked like they were attacking, which is a far cry from last season. <laughs> Um, Marvin Johnson, you know, Woodgate looks like he's getting a tune out of him. He's he's looked good in the two games, and obviously Marcus Brown as well. Um, just just got to take take chances. Well, well, technically they did three times yesterday, but disallowed. Yeah. <laughs> um, which does actually raise a question of VAR, as Woodgate uh, mentioned. May, well, maybe one day, I guess. But... I mean. When you think about it, the officials in this league aren't technically as good as the ones in the Premier League, so why aren't they getting the help that oh, the Premier yes. League ones are? You're opening up a can of worms can here. Can of worms open. That we'll have to save for another day. Uh, Hayden Colson played again, and mm-hmm. we're both big fans of his. Yeah, yeah um, he, good. he looks good again on Saturday, and uh, the Gateshead Bale, as someone called him on Twitter. Gateshead Bale. <laughs> Gateshead Bale. Best thing I've ever heard. Uh, I asked the lads from the Borough Breakdown podcast whether they think he's going to be the first choice this season, and they're not so sure they think uh, Mark Boller will take over. But I'd like to see him stay in the team, really. Yeah, you see fullbacks, uh, especially well, young fullbacks come through, they, they start they start a few games, they're out of the team a few games. You know, bit of patience with him, but he looks a good prospect and. As as we know and mentioned already, Borough have got such a good record of bringing through youth players. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Colson, you know, starts a hell of a lot more more games. Um, but you know, if Bowler comes in, they've got two two really good fullbacks on their hands, and obviously George Friend as well, which is another decent left back. Absolutely, uh, Preston three, Wigan nil. Brilliant. Sean Maguire, Louis Malt and Gallagher got the goals for Preston. Uh, Preston Updates on Twitter uh, says this was a technical masterclass. Technical? Technical masterclass. Or tactical? No, technical. Not tactical? Yeah. Might have been a tactical one as well. Uh, Louis Malt worked tirelessly. <laughs> uh, Daniel Johnson controlled the play. And Paul Gallagher continues to defy his age. And defensively, <laughs> they were solid too. I'm interested as to how Preston's midfield's going to look in mm-hmm. the next few games because they brought in Tom Bayliss and Alan Brown didn't play uh, yesterday. Mm. But, you know, you've got Johnson, you've got Gallagher and you've got Ben Pearson. So that's some great options to have in midfield, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see Johnson get some praise. I know um, Preston fans have been quite frustrated with him over the last sort of couple of seasons. Um He's not quite captured the form he had in uh, when they got promoted a few years back. Um, so obviously it's good to see him, you know, pick up form so early on. And as you say, that midfield's just looking healthier with with, with players in form. You know, Johnson, Pearson, um, Bayless, Brown. It's it's a good looking midfield. Yeah, and we were talking about Sean Maguire. Mm-hmm. I hope he needs to, you know, start chipping in with a few goals yeah, and uh, scored yesterday. So yeah, Sean Maguire looks like the um, the home pride guy. Home pride. You know the, the uh, cooking stuff, cooking sauces. No, you have to Google it. He looks like the home pride guy. Oh, That's I'll a have, shout. I have to check this out. Yeah. Uh, Wigan then. Uh, Matt on Twitter tweeted us to say Wigan were shite, which is nice. Um, Detail, <laughs> detailed match report. <laughs> Wigan were shite. It's not the most detailed match report, but it's my favourite <laughs> match report of the weekend. Uh, Wigan's away form. Uh, we mentioned it last week. We, we're going to say. Not great. Is it going to continue into this season? Mm. And it looks like it is at the moment. I mean, they conceded goals last week and they conceded another three this week. So that's got to be a worry. 
Yeah. And you're taking that uh, away form. Do, we know Wigan's home form's decent. That's the thing that kept them up last yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't it? So if they chop up their away form, who knows what they can do? Mm. You know, they could, they could finish higher up in the league and potentially challenge for the playoffs if their away form is half decent. But just what three wins in well over twenty odd games. Yeah, as you say, they defended terribly at times. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, for some of the goals, awful. But it's. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, with Wigan's defensive issues, mm. I mean, there was a great result against Cardiff last week. Yeah, absolutely. But I I think, yeah, I think I might be a bit concerned about Wigan, really. I mean, we've we've mentioned it already that we expect him to... Um, be in the bottom six. Yeah, struggle. Yeah. Um, I know that was met with a bit of... Um, backlash. Backlash. And they they have made some good signings, but as 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 we've we've said, they've conceded five goals in two games, three away from home. They've lost again on the road. What what you know? What more needs to be done? Yeah, the the thing is, you say they've made some decent signings, but every team well, who we, we thought were going to be near the bottom has mm-hmm. made signings. Mm. Uh, they've we were just talk about Reading. We've yeah. spent. A lot of more money than we were expecting them to, yeah. and so it's it's a really interesting situation at the it, bottom it's, of the table. I say at the bottom of the table. What we think the bottom of the table yeah, will look it's, like. It's definitely a lot more competitive than we thought it'd be. Yeah. So that that's only good for us as spectators, oh, but yeah. for the teams that are expected to be competing down there, it's a bit of a worry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on then to Cardiff to Luton one. Aidan Flint. Got one of the goals, and then Calvacell, who nearly joined Luton just a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> he he's gone and scored the winner, a 96th minutes winner against his old club. Football's beautiful, isn't it? A guy who you've slated as well. Well, I de- no, 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 no. Right, okay. <laughs> I didn't slate him. I just said it's not worked out for him at Birmingham, which he hasn't. Is right. that fair? In your own way, you've said it, yeah. I think every Birmingham fan would agree with that. Okay. Some of them were a bit annoyed that he's gone because they thought if he was given a chance, then mm-hmm. he might turn out good. But yeah, hasn't worked out for him, Birmingham. Is that all right with you? All right, we'll, we'll take that. Okay, all right. We'll Fair see enough. in six weeks when he's not scored any goals. <laughs> uh, Aidan Flint has already matched his goal tally from last season. How what? did he only score once in a Tony Pulis team? Yeah. Set piece. When you take a set piece, when you when you're taking a corner and you've got Aidan Flint in your team, he's the one you're trying to find. It's target. Yeah, and he only scored once for Middlesbrough last season. Yeah, that's. I'm. I don't know why I'm surprised at that because obviously they sold him for a reason. Yeah, they, they just didn't hit the heights. Yeah, it? Middlesbrough fans were not big fans of Aidan Flint. Yeah, but I've I've, I've I've wrote down here is Aidan Flint an outside bet to hit double figures this season in a Warnock team. I mean, I would not say no. Yeah, they, you know, their centre halves do tend to score goals. You're looking at Bamba last season, who was against yeah. the goals quite often. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good performance from Cardiff, though. Much better after a disappointing result last week. And some of their transfer business this week has been interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss that on Tuesday. And even though they won it with a last-minute winner, they deserved the three points. Yeah, definitely. You know, they look like they they dominated throughout. Um, one thing to point out that all three goals that were scored in that game were headed goals. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. So. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Neil Warnock game. Neil Warnock game. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Robert Glatzel made his debut up front. He was the champion we were talking about last week yeah. from Germany, who is really highly rated by people who know much more about him than we do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he had fewer touches than anyone else who started the game yesterday. So. Is it- Bit of a common theme with strikers at the moment is they're not getting much um, much service. Looking at we were talking about Jeju last yeah, week, weren't we? Yeah, against exactly. Leeds, just, <laughs> they were just hoofing up the ball to him. Just obviously, no one's liking their number nines at the minute, are no. they? No, there we go. Uh, but I, I, th- I think it will come well. It is his debut yeah. in England, and <laughs> when you're playing in a Neil Warnock team, then. 
against Luton have just come up as well. You can, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a that is a game. rude awakening. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a tricky game, but as we say, you know, it'll it'll come come good. It, it took Neil Mope a full season to get going. I think he scored twelve goals in his first season, and he was unplayable last season. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Luton fans are very happy with their performance, yeah. even though they lost. They didn't stand back. They really took it to Cardiff, mm-hmm. and it was an encouraging performance despite the result. Yeah, oh, I don't want to say plucky because it sounds really condescending, but you know, they were. In amongst Cardiff, it, it it could have been a game on paper where you think, "Oh Christ, this team's going to get absolutely hammered here." But you know, as you say, they held their own. Um, that's all Luton needs to do. They just need to build on performances. They they played well last week, came from behind to equalise quite late, and they could have won the game in the end. Yeah. Um, if James um, Collins took his chance. Um. So I, I, you know, I fully expect to Luton to be competitive throughout. Really. Yeah, there's a lot to like about this Luton team, isn't there? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, love it. it. Birmingham 1, Bristol City 1. Lukas Djokovic and Tommy Rowe with the goals. Mm -hmm. This game was as even as it gets, really. (laughs) So really, uh, I think it draws a fair result. Uh, Birmingham scored from their only shot of the game last week, but had shots that they didn't score from this week, therefore ruining their 100% scoring record from every shot which is, which is upsetting uh, Davros on Twitter says Birmingham played some lovely football and a point is a fair result there's much to be hopeful about yeah I think we expect Birmingham to be a completely different opposition to how they were against Brentford yeah they've got they've brought in a lot of sort of players with technical ability um, compared to last season under Monk where it was you know I wouldn't say hoofball but shithouse FC shithouse FC yeah, they've they brought in players with some technical ability and, you know, fully expect them to have a fairly good style of play. Hopefully, Clotet can just not be as bad as he was at Oxford. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's gone a decent way of doing it so far. Yeah. Uh, you talk about the exciting technical players they've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fran Vilalba has joined uh, from Spain. He looks a very exciting player. Vlalba. I like saying that. Fran Vilalba. Fran Vilalba. It's hard to say that. I don't know. Fran Vlaalba. Um, <laughs> yeah, he looked. He looked a very exciting player. And you know, Birmingham have suddenly got this trio of really exciting players. Mm-hmm. You know, Crowley and Sunjic as well. It's lots to like about this Birmingham team, isn't there? It's a far cry from last season. It's a. It's it's great recruitment, really, because if these players go on to do well, it's going to work for Birmingham because you know they're going to be competitive higher at the table, and if. You know, if they're in a similar situation as they were last season, like FFP, then they've got players that they can sell on for more value. So, you know, as long as they're playing well um, and doing the business, then you know it's 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 it's, it's, you know, it's much better recruitment than it has been in the past. So yeah, and uh, after Monk, uh, you know, left, and so did Che Adams and Yotta. You know, mm-hmm. people are talking about this Birmingham tight Birmingham team being yeah. relegation candidates, but I mean, I wouldn't even consider them in the picture to go down at this point, would you? I mean, it might be a bit too early to say because we don't know how Villalba and Sunjic are going to do, are going to suit to the championship. Yeah. So, But yeah, I from what I saw yesterday from Villalba, I think Birmingham will be absolutely fine this season. Bristol City then, uh, the standout player for me by far was Casey Palmer, who yeah. impressed after rejoining the club. He played three delightful through balls, yeah. including the assist for Tommy Rowe's goal. It was compared to Glenn Hoddle by Lee Johnson. Not surprised. It, it, the, the passes he was putting through were just so good. and that's... Stupendous, Chris Eubank might say. <laughs> that's for all the kids. Down with their memes. Down with their memes. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's got that ability. Not only has he got the ability to, to run at people, but he's... he's um, his after pass is, is, is quality. Um, he's shown it in, in. He's probably only shown it in fits and starts. You know, he's not been overly consistent. So hopefully, a permanent home, as I said, with quite a lot of players, can 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 get the best out of him. So yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, him playing behind Benikafobi, who, as we all know, he can goals. be a really yeah. good striker at this level, and his movement could be very interesting for Bristol City. Yeah, that, that link-up play can be can yeah. quite deadly. We'll talk more about Phoebe on Tuesday, obviously. Uh, let's move on to West Brom 1, Millwall 1, Alex Pearce with an own goal. And I think then, Kyle Bartley scored it. 
We'll talk about that in a sec. <laughs> and uh, Matt Smith scored for Millwall. Joe on Twitter says they have real class but lack a cutting edge. He does believe the goals will come though. While Ben on Twitter says he's still slightly dubious whether they'll have enough to go up. But I think that's a bit harsh, really, because they're brought in Charlie Austin, mm-hmm. who could be absolutely lethal yeah. at this level. And he'll play instead of Kenneth Zahor, who has been fairly atrocious in the first two games of this season. We're not overly surprised at that. No, we we thought the eight million was a bit, you know, dear, but he did score a few quite a few goals when he was at Cardiff. Yeah. But uh, he's he, he was pretty poor against Forest once he and then yeah. missed an absolute sitter <laughs> yesterday. Oh, yeah. God he did, yeah. I mean if you can get a tune out of him, he's gonna score goals, but it's it's just not it's just not I wouldn't say it's working for him because he's only been two games in but what we've seen of him so far has been pretty poor but then again you know just not happening for number nines is it <laughs> no it's not number nines yeah as we say Austin's coming in and um, I, I just don't think Zahor's what you need if you want to be challenging for no. promotion yeah I completely agree with that um He's he's a good player, but only in a rotational aspect. You know, he will come. He's a good alternative, isn't he? Yeah, and obviously we know Charlie Austin's injury record's not the best. Um, But when he's fit, he scores goals. And obviously, when he's not fit, you'd expect Zahor to come in. That might give uh, Zahor the impetus to do a bit more than he is, really. Yeah, uh, Carl Bartley celebrated like he just buried it from 25 yards out. This is the Alex Pearson goal. Yeah. Even though he's no, he knows full well he's not touched that ball. It was clear, there was clear daylight uh, between him and the ball. But yeah, <laughs> uh, quickly, Millwall, Matt Smith scored with his feet, which is always good. Point out without. Yeah, um, good result away from home. Yeah, from I Millwall. mean, four points from Preston and West Brom, that's not too bad, really, yeah. is it? Win at, win at home, as you'd expect. As anybody would expect, you went at home and then you get a good result against one of the teams that spent quite a lot of money, got some really good players and a tip for promotion. Four points out of the six is, is, is a great record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, QPR won, Huddersfield won, Grant Hall and Carlin Grant with the goals. Alti on Twitter says he thinks QPR should have won the game but says a point is OK. Uh, Mark Warburton says it felt like two points dropped and they could have won this game and they were probably the better team, weren't they? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, just yeah, they they had a lot of chances. Um, they're creating more, um, which is which is great for QPR. Uh, I feel sorry. Wait, what were we saying? QPR. QPR. <laughs> complete, complete loss of train of thought. <laughs> yeah, they're creating they're creating more. Um, but you know, one thing we we do worry about with QPR is the the lack of um, goals really. Well, well they have Simon Naki Wells, who, is for scorer. me, yeah, he's a better option than Jordan Hugo. Uh, I th- I'm feeling more positive about QPR after they've signed Wells because I'm just not too sold on Hugo. But, yeah, uh, Mark Orbiton's a fantastic manager, so we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I've written down for Huddersfield is Carlin Grant hasn't got a neck. Yeah, he's all shoulders. Yeah, it just goes shoulders to head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where are we? Uh, and then just finally, uh, Derby nil, Swansea nil. Martin Waghorn missed a penalty. Uh, Derby had 15 shots inside the box. Uh, did I lose consciousness during this game? Because I hardly remember Derby having a chance. Yeah, I mean, they looked a lot... You say they had 15 shots inside the box. That would have been amazing last season because they struggled with that last season mm. so you can clearly see a shift in style of play I know a lot of Derby fans were frustrated with the game um, for me I saw it as a as a good building point for Derby as, you know we're a bit they were a bit slow in the press um, there's probably too much of a comparison to last season but this is a completely different style of play I think to what we had with what Derby had with Lampard yeah, the the thing I took away from this game is that it was two good teams uh, who both defended very well, mm-hmm. uh, and with the exception of the penalty, there wasn't any big chances particularly. And as I say, two very good teams who I think will be in the top half this season. Just really depends where yeah, in that top absolutely. half. Um, two Rolls Royce defenders, Matt Clark and Mike Van der Horn. They were both. They were both incredible. Um, the way they literally you know, both just coming out with the ball. Yeah. Um, Winning headers, they're both absolute tanks. The the ability to pass 
Um, if I was a Premier League team, I'd be looking at those two and think, oh. Well, just looking at Matt Clark and these two performances, I'm surprised Brighton let him go, really. Yeah. Because he look, physically, he looks perfect for the Premier League. You know, he's big, he's fairly quick for his size. And he's good on the ball. And he's good on the ball. Um, Reads the game really well. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that sums up all the matches then. Let's move on to the important business of the week. Absolutely. <laughs> First of all, uh, Bristol City have written to every championship club to tell them that they will not be kicking out the ball this season for any opposing player unless they've suffered a head injury. What do you make of this? It's a weird one because... I I personally would kick the ball out. You're too much of a sportsman, you are. I am. I'm too nice. <laughs> Far too nice. Just because you see injuries that are not necessarily... They don't look bad when you look at them, but they could be fairly serious. Like, um, saw Jaden Bogle go down yesterday, looked innocuous, and he's apparently left the stadium on a, with an ankle cast boot. You know, these things... Really, the referee should be taking charge of the situation, as we saw the Villa Leeds. Yeah, thing well, that's what Lee Johnson season. says. He says he's going to let the ref manage the game. Then, that, 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 I guess that's pretty much the way of doing it. But I just referees do not convince me at this level that they can do that. Mm. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I think if I was a player on the floor with <laughs> my leg on the other side of the pitch, yeah. I think I'd be a bit annoyed yeah. at Bristol City for not kicking it out. Uh, Charlie Austin. It's been announced at West Brom. Yeah. Um, West Brom announced him at 316. Stone cold. Yeah, that's one for all the WWE fans. Big fan of that. I'm not sure if it was intentional. Oh, of course it was. Do you think it was? Oh, it's not a coincidence. They, well, they've, there's no... They, they've literally done this and not hinted towards it whatsoever. So it was either just a pure coincidence no. or someone at West Brom deserves a pay rise. Pay rise, knighthood, throw at him. Uh, I've thrown down here everyone hates Derby oh. <laughs> um, the, the, the most interesting one of, out of all the people who hate Derby this is of course uh, after the Wayne Rooney transfer mm-hmm. which uh, we'll go into a bit more detail yeah. on Tuesday uh, is that God hates Derby <laughs> the Church of England has condemned uh, Wayne Rooney for having the number 32 on the back of his shirt because of the link to 32 Red, the casino. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the Church of England has basically said, no, do not do that. So there you go. God, yeah. God hates Derby. But mostly Jamie Patterson, right? Oh, yeah. Jamie Patterson hates Derby as well. He's just signed <laughs> for Derby. <laughs> on loan. Uh, this is despite a video. I don't know when this video came out, but there's a video of him saying quite bluntly, I don't like Derby. Well, it was obviously... In, uh, in respect to the Super Bowl um, this year of the LA Rams versus the Patriots, maybe he just doesn't like the LA Rams. Yeah, it is, but it is worth pointing out for anyone who doesn't know, he used to play for Forest. Yeah. So there we go. And then just finally, this is the most bizarre story yeah. of the week, and that's including Wayne Rooney signing for Derby. Mm-hmm. So a whole City fan was told to stop texting at the game yesterday by an undercover security guard threatening to kick him out of the ground. The reason being is that a private company had been hired to look out for gambling informants, basically in case, you know, they're telling people to cash out. Or something like that. It's bizarre, isn't it? Well, one thing you pointed out is, firstly, live televised games. Mm. Um, One thing that I pointed out was... There's live commentary, live text commentary yeah. on the BBC websites. Yeah, you, so you get live just, stats yeah. as well. Exactly. It's so bizarre. Maybe someone knows a bit more about it that can explain to us exactly what a gambling informant is. Yeah, so I, I just don't understand this no. at all. And why why the whole, why Hall wouldn't feel the need to drop these um, security secret agent people? No, no, it's not Hall. They've been told oh. by... Is it Football Datico or something like that? Yeah. That they've got concerns about this. So I, I imagine they must be at every game in the championship. So why would you threaten a supporter? Why would you threaten to kick a supporter? Because out? he's texting. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what the best bit about this all was. 
<laughs> the guy was actually just texting about Tom Eaves's hair. <laughs> yeah, to, to his missus. Brilliant. That's, I just, yeah, it's, it's so bizarre. And it'd be interesting to see if Hall follow it up or someone follows it up with a bit more information because this is just a bit strange. I'm, I don't want to get my phone out of the game anymore. He's, everyone's texting at a gate. Yeah. So they've just picked out this random fan and said, stop it. He's, oh, I, it's honest, honestly perplexing, but there we go. So that's uh, the main bits of yeah. news for the week. Now it's time for the Craig Bryson pub quiz. Oh, forgot about this. This, this will be great. It's my turn, isn't it? Uh, last week, I correctly guessed Justin's mystery player, which was Hyder Helgerson. Fantastic throwback. Uh, this week, it's my turn to ask Justin Righto. the questions. So... Uh, you gave me five clues last week. I've been a bit more generous in giving you six. I don't know. Okay, well, let's go with five. Six, sorry. No, six. Yeah, let's six. go with six. I- I'm being generous, all right? all right? We'll see. Okay, so the first clue. Yeah. I have made 268 championship appearances, scoring 35 goals. That's a defender. It's a defender, 235 goals. A defender, really? Well, he wouldn't blink at Aidan Flint with those... Sort of stats, pretty it? high scoring defender. Well, is he a defender or a useless midfielder? Wow. <laughs> no yeah, comments. Maybe not. Is it John Eustace? It's not John Eustace. Yeah. I shall move on. In the last 10 years, I've been at three clubs who have gone into administration while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> In the last 10 years, I've been at three clubs that have been uh, going into administration. So maybe it's someone who's played for Bolton recently then. Is it David Wheater? It's not David Wheater. I have 12 caps for Guyana. Ah, it's not David Wheater. It's definitely not David Wheater. (laughs) (laughs) 12 caps for Guyana. Do you reckon Guyana would want David Wheater? Probably not. (laughs) I don't know any... um, Sorry, David. I don't know any Guyanese foot players. Um, Mo Kamara? It's not Mo Kamara. I shall move on. Oh, he's not scored 35 goals. What no. a horrible <laughs> shout that was. Uh, I won promotion to the Premier League with Birmingham City in 2007. In 2007. Long time ago. This might be a bit of a clue, but I completely forgot who was at Birmingham City. Oh, in 2007. <laughs> Played at three clubs that have gone into administration. Scored 35 goals. If you want another clue, Birmingham weren't one of those clubs. Weren't. Well, Birmingham haven't gone into administration in the last 10 years. I don't know. This is harder than mine. It's not. Okay. 2007. I don't know. Um, Alucice? No. I shall move on. I'm probably best known for my time at Crystal Palace, where I made 103 appearances between 2007 and 2011. Is it Neil Dans? Fuck! Yes! <laughs> Do you want to know my last clue? Go on. I have cornrows. Fear, oh. <laughs> he's got good he's got his great hair. I, I, thought, when I, when I thought the last clue might do you, because you might say, Dan, Neil Dans or... Uh, Sean Scannell. <laughs> no, so no, yeah. I always get those two mixed up because they've had similar careers. So Neil Dans has been at Bolton and Berry. The three clubs were Bolton, Berry, and Crystal Palace. Don't sign Neil Dans. <laughs> I mean, I think he's still at Berry. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's a fair point. I mean, that's going really well at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, this has been the second tier podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, we we don't do this very often, but. I feel like we have to do it every so often just so we we get as much support as possible Mm -hmm. but please do remember to leave us a review Mm -hmm. uh, mention this to your friends you know maybe even give us a little tweet we might uh, give you a little DM to thank you for that Justin will send you a picture of him with a thumbs up uh, if you do that so (laughs) please remember to (laughs) give us a shout out on Twitter and of course uh, you know continue to like and retweet our various posts of I don't know random goals forgotten balls forgotten players (laughs) we had Danny Haynes scoring for Charlton (laughs) Danny Haynes who's now 31 and was last playing for 
Cray Wanderers or something like that. What it is, it's top content. Oh, it's amazing content. You won't find anywhere else better for the championship. But this has been the Second Tier Podcast. As I say, please remember to give us a review, subscribe, all that nonsense. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.